turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jenniferjackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. Don't you just love our guest, Sue Randall? I, I don't know if you heard the other episodes, but today we're continuing the conversation. And it's so powerful because she started to share her addiction story. And so we're going to get into that. She actually was a drug and alcohol addiction counselor. She understands where you're at, the pain in your heart, and how hard it is to be free. But Jesus is the answer, and he wants to offer you hope today. So if that's you, go to jenniferjackson.com, listen to the previous episodes, and we want to offer you some help. I even have a prayer for you there. But welcome back to the show, Sue. Thank you, Jennifer. I think about, you know, your parents had struggled with this, but you were young and in love and married and saying, our family's going to be different, and we're not going to have, we have all these goals, all these plans. We're not going to have that problem. And then you said, life happens and it does happen. And sometimes we, we fall back into the patterns of our parents and our, our family, don't we? Right. Not only fall back into the patterns, but there's a genetic component to that as well. Just tendencies, be, tendencies, tendencies, the propensity for it. Anyone listening today that's struggling with an addiction or dependency, I'm sharing my story because I want to encourage you to seek help. Life is so much wonderful. It's more wonderful when we have that freedom and not dependent on some drug or chemical or alcohol. And I learned that addiction, it's not because that a person is weak-willed. It's not about being a bad person. Sometimes we can, like, feel ashamed. It's nothing to feel ashamed about, especially when we try to get help. And and do life and go another direction. But this chemical dependency, it happens to people from all walks of life. There's no stereotype for someone that's struggling with a dependency. Oh, thank you for lifting the burden of that for us today. I think so many people struggle and just to hear that it's not, it's not about I'm not willed enough or, or strong enough. Are you sure? I, I mean, this is this is good. Like, really? I'm I always sure. thought it's it's got to be because we're just, you know, th- isn't that how you f- we feel? I'm not good enough. I'm never enough. I just, I'll never overcome this. Isn't that so common? Right. We all struggle with this on different levels. That's the enemy talking to us. Um, so what happened, what led up to my crisis, I had a faith crisis, I would say. And it started with my grandma Josie back there again was 1983 she died of pancreatic cancer and this shook my world and my faith i guess i had a mistaken belief that anybody that was awesome as awesome as my grandma they would never have to suffer pain i was naive my faith was not to the level it should have been Um, if i read the book of job i must not really have understood the book of job (laughs) because suffering can come to anybody it's an easy one to skim over a little bit. <laughs> just skip that one, can we, God? <laughs> right. So now we're going to go fast forward to the next year, 1984. 
I went to my yearly OBGYN appointment, and the doctor says, well, you have a cyst the size of a grapefruit on your ovary. He says it needs to be removed surgically. But, well, why don't we just wait a month? Let's just see if it shrinks a little bit. But in, during that month, I start getting kind of anxious. I go back. He's, let's wait another month. So there was two months. Of anxiety. Of anxiety. My kids were 4, 10, and 12 years old at that time, and my imagination got carried away. I reasoned, well, I'm no better than my grandma. If God allowed her to die, I might die too if this is cancer, and I want to raise my kids. You know, I love them. Nobody could be a better mom than I could be to those kids. So we're at, I'm at the hospital, and it's in the middle of the night, the day of surgery, and I was anxious. I didn't settle down. I didn't go to sleep. So the nurse calls the doctor that was on duty. And that doctor was not the surgeon. It was his partner. Well, what to do to settle her down? Give her a tranquilizer. That will settle her down. And so after I left the hospital within, you know, a couple days, they sent me home with a little bottle of tranquilizers. It was very quickly that I realized that when I stopped taking them, the withdrawal was so painful, and I was embarrassed to go back and ask my surgeon for more of the pills. So I ended up at one of those pill mill doctors. He gladly gave me the refills, and I looked around the waiting room, and many others I saw in the waiting room, I figured, were there for the same reason. And being a pill mill doctor, he eventually lost his license. They are, it's not a good thing. They're not supposed to do that. But even to this day, there are people that are doing that. You can get all sorts of drugs, right? Right. I mean, Southern Ohio became so famous for it a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. Just- what were the side effects to taking tranquilizers every day? How were you functioning? The drug made my life like a blur. I felt like I was going through the motions of life. But I was not truly living. I just felt hollow inside. I hated it. It was not like, you know, I'm an addict that's out there seeking more cocaine to get high. I never got high. It's just that I, I couldn't. So it dulled your senses? The drug dulled my... actually dulled who you were as a person? Yes. Was it a depressant? I imagine I imagine that it was, but it just kind of kept my nerves, whatever. But it it was terrible. <laughs> there was nothing I liked about it. I couldn't wait to get off of it. And I, I tried. I sincerely tried. But um, it just, it wasn't working. You couldn't get off on your own. I couldn't get off on my own. Evidently, I need medical help. You know, doctors can be useful. Some people that need a healing, it's like they get prayed over and delivered immediately. Yes, it's wonderful when that happens. And to tell you the truth, I was jealous of those people. I was going to church and I wanted so bad, but evidently that was not to be my path of recovery. So after a year, it's time to go back to the OBGYN for my yearly checkup. I was so embarrassed to admit to that surgeon I was still taking the tranquilizer. But you told him that's so good that you told him. Oh, yes. Yes. The truth sets mm -hmm. us free, doesn't it? Absolutely. He eventually split off from his partner because he had different ideas. Doctors need to know how addicting some of the drugs are. That should be a big part of medical school. He says, 
we've got to get you into treatment. We have got to get you off of this drug. Well, it was so difficult to leave my family for 28 days to go to inpatient treatment. With little children, what a tough choice. It was. At the time, I thought this was the worst possible thing that could ever happen to me. And even though I didn't plan on having problems like my parents, there I was sharing some of those same struggles. Um, And it was rough transitioning to life without that drug. I mean, like I said, I never got high. But I was beyond thankful that I was free of the dependency, even though there was a get used to it. So were the withdrawals, even in a treatment center, was it tough or was it worth it? It was so tough. I mean, the night I got there with the nurse, we had a little ceremony. We took the bottle of pills, dumped them, and flushed them down the toilet. That's good. And that was wonderful. But then you gradually, they gradually bring you down, even using another kind of like that drug. To but kind of wean you they, off of it. They would wean me off with another drug, but it was the day came the night that I was to not have even the weaning off drug. I remember being out the nurse's station, standing there, just feeling like, like I could jump out of my skin. If that nurse would have given me a pill that I would have just left this earth, it was that painful. Oh, you physical, understand the pain yes, of it. Yes, it's it was just incredible. I mean, I was willing to just say goodbye. It was so, but I'm so glad I remember that. If people don't remember the pain of withdrawal, it's so easy to go out there and start it again. Mm-hmm. And it's also so easy to not understand where other people are trapped in addiction and to understand the pain of that. Right. So how did you make it through that night and the next night? You just tough it out. Like the doctor said, you just, there's going to be some rough days. There'll be times you can't sleep. So sleep was rough. And I'm like, well, what if I don't go to sleep? What if I'm not able to sleep? He said, even if you are so tense and everything in your body's like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. He says, your body will fall asleep just like that. Wow. After 28 days of inpatient treatment, did you go home a new person or did you still have to overcome this addiction? No, I went home a new person. It was done. I mean, if I was one that had all kinds of memories of, oh, I remember when we would go here and get high and we had fun. No, there was never a fun day. I didn't miss it. I was nothing but grateful. That's wonderful. And all these side effects were over after 28 days for the most yes. part? Yeah. Well, like the sleeping, it took a little while for the sleeping. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of transition, but I was worth, it was worth it to me. That's so good. Was, and you were happy to see your kids again. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, they could come and visit me some. So but. sometimes I guess we want to just pause there because a short term uh, treatment time as, as painful and sacrificial as that is, it was worth the long term result of your life. You got your life back, Sue. Right. And the, the scripture that I you know, used to help me with that would be Second Corinthians 1, 4. That tells me the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort them who are in any trouble by the same comfort that we ourselves receive from God. And that's exactly what happened. I love that verse. God wants to comfort you today. He wants to encourage you today. And even if you need to take that step and go for that treatment plan, this is your sign. This is your day. I'm encouraging you. I'm challenging you. I'm prodding you forward. You can do it because God is with you. He loves you. And he just wants to set you free and wrap his arms around you and offer you that comfort. 
Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson. That was Sue Randall. And you've been listening to Simply for Women. Today's your Freedom Day. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God.